Hey, hey, friends, I'm Thea Charles, and you are listening to the Push or Pivot podcast. In this series, we discuss the path someone chooses when they are at a crossroads of their life. Do they push through the adversity, or do they stop, reassess, and pivot? Our guest is Kiwa Simpson. Kiwa shares her path to becoming a vacation planner for couples who want to have holidays in St. Lucia. Welcome, Kiwa. I am so, so excited to have you today on the Pusher Pivot podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I am so honored to be here. I am very excited as well to speak to you and to um, hopefully inspire some of your listeners to follow your dreams, you know? I'm sure you will, because I know you have a really great story. Um, Can you tell us a little background on yourself? Okay, well, I, my name is Kiwa Simpson. I live in the Caribbean in St. Lucia to be exact. For those who don't know where the Caribbean is, it is um, the chain of islands in between North America and South America. And um, I am 28 years old, almost 29. I have a daughter named Ocean. She's seven. Um, And I am currently a vacation planner. Mm -hmm. So I help overworked couples and those coming to my island for special occasions, put together an unforgettable stay unforgettable vacation on my island so I give them all the local insider tips they need to help them figure out um, where to stay and put together a great time here to have so much needed fun and reconnect with each other make the most out of their time on my island yeah and your pictures are gorgeous I've been I've on your on your site like you have great great um planning ideas for people that when they're coming to st lucia so thank um, you so much i'm holding on to that for myself yes yes. (laughs) (laughs) before you became a vacation planner you used to be a teacher right yep i was a teacher i started teaching as soon as i left um a level so that's like that's what for you guys probably a year after high school ends mm-hmm. okay so so we have like um secondary school here we mm-hmm. follow like the english education system yep so we have a secondary school there and after secondary school which is grade seven eight nine ten eleven um secondary school ends at grade 11 for us mm-hmm. and then after that we go to college mm-hmm. and we do um and a British exam called A-Levels, Cambridge A-Level examinations. So, yep. Um, so after that, I, I decided to go and teach because I wanted to be financially stable. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought that I loved school. So, of course, everybody that I go and teach would love school and it would be super easy and everybody would want to learn and pay attention in class and do all the (laughs) activities and do so well on their exams. Um, I thought that, oh, it's education, so there won't be no um, people drama 
like co-worker drama <laughs> and then um like no intimidation everybody be super supportive of your right. efforts and stuff yeah. and then yeah so i joined and i taught and um my first year of teaching after a level was interesting because i taught high school secondary oh, school goodness. so i was like 19 going on 20 teaching 18 year olds yes oh reality that was funny <laughs> as hell <laughs> uh, that was funny that was freaky it was like it was almost like my friends, but then they had to respect me as someone so much older. Yeah. And so I would get heat on in class. Oh, um, and then unfortunately, like because of our education system, the students are, were zoned and placed in schools based on their grades. Well, they're not zoned, they're placed in schools based on their grades. Mm -hmm. So the schools that I taught at were usually the quote unquote lower performing schools. Yep. So that's the schools with the less academic students, or as I like to say, the students who need more time to do the end of year diploma, like the high school diploma, what you would call it, or the, the Caribbean examinations when they leave secondary school. Mm -hmm. So I would be placed in these schools and the children would have so much difficulty understanding because I would have to teach like biology and integrated science and stuff and it'd be so difficult for them so then there was this challenge as well and you know sometimes students out of frustration based on their home circumstances and also because they have problems with understanding yeah they might be really frustrated in class they sometimes can be like they, they probably feel as if like it's just a waste of time so they rather spend the time talking to their friends communicating cracking jokes and stuff instead of paying attention because if i don't get it and i cannot get it and i already know the odds are stacked against me for me to be able to pass this because of the amount of time i have and what's the sense you know exactly. so then there's that that i had to face and also me realizing that somebody with a degree can come in and do less work than me and not have teaching skills or been to teachers college and all of that stuff and get a higher pay just because they have a degree and i just have like a teaching associate degree right right so that's how it works here so then there's the frustration of that as well and then i had a child young okay so then i had to was taking a lot of time because everything I like to do, I like to do diligently. Okay. From the time I was in school, um, I got, at secondary school, I got an award for most persevering student and most mm -hmm. dedicated student. Yeah. I've always liked, I like learning, I like doing new things, I like figuring things out. Mm -hmm. And um, so I wanted to crack the code, I wanted to help them. And it was, it, it started taking much more time than the teaching hours. Right. So then I would dream about lesson plans. I would stay up late putting lesson plans together and also um, like different teaching aids and stuff to help make the lesson fun. 
Then I had these older students to take care of that had major examinations coming soon for a subject that's so difficult for many people, fathers for them. Right. And um, then I had my child. Mm. So then I'd have to I'd give extra lessons and then I'd have to come with my child and then the children and the babysitting my child instead of listening. Yeah. Because she's so young, she wants to run around, she wants to interact with them, she wants them to carry and stuff. It just became too much. And then just having to deal with different personalities in um, the workplace and sometimes people being intimidated by what you do right? and how you do it. Like probably you're too dedicated or I just find like some of the places I was, I would find a competition of who works the hardest instead of just support. Or maybe when you come as a new teacher that your ideas would not be really taken into consideration. Right. And you just have to do it the way that the head of the department would want to. Yeah. Or sometimes just hearing petty remarks being cast against you um, when you just come to intimidate you and stuff or unfairness where some teachers are allowed to do certain things and other teachers are shunned for every little thing. So it's just, it was just too much for me. Got it. I couldn't take it anymore. Um, I would love to teach. I love young people. Um, I left teaching and then I still end up like volunteering at my daughter's preschool because I used to go and like help when the teacher isn't there or help her teach the, the kids and stuff. That's usually like, I still liked it. Yeah. Um, cause I would do it for free in my community or babysit the kids when the teacher is not there or just support her and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's something I like. I honestly do, but the circumstances under which I was doing it was just making it horrible. Almost a really detestable experience. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know what? I cannot leave the rest of my life doing this. And there's actually a teacher who died. He was, oh he was responsible for making um, sure that, oh, I'm saying I'm not so sad. One of the nicest teachers I've ever met. He was responsible for making sure that the um, the little projects that my science students were doing that had to be graded, like it was going well and I was marking it fairly and stuff. And then I told him, you know what, sir, I really want to leave. And um, he was like, well, if you want to leave, you need to leave now before you get like mad responsibilities and loans to pay and stuff and then you can't leave. Like, like, you know, when you start building your house and you have a bigger family and stuff, like you have adult stuff to do, you have to pay bills. So, you know, you cannot afford to take risks and follow your passion and stuff. You know, you might feel scared that how do you, you pay for all the things you have to, if you do that. So he's like, now is the time to go and follow your dreams. And then I was like, okay, what can I do that can allow me to do something that I really like? that can allow me to control my working environment, that can allow me to um, still have time for myself and my daughter, that can allow me to take breaks, that can allow me to not to feel like I, well, I realize that's my own stuff, but I'll get to that. Well, not my own stuff, but I should have known better myself. 
but that can allow me to not to feel like I have to compete for who's in the bigger struggle. Mm, okay. Like who's the hardest working teacher? Oh my God, I'm sleeping in the school. Oh my God, I'm doing this. Oh my God, I'm bringing the children at my home and giving them free rides. And it's like, daddy, please clap for me. I'm the best. You know, it was, it was, it was almost like a, 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 a family kind of dynamic way, trying to win the approval of the principal or the district education officer or the ministry and stuff. And it was like, what the heck? <laughs> like, what is this? This feels like I'm in like the family I was raised in. You understand? Yeah, so yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I can't keep going through that. Yeah. I cannot like put myself in this willingly as an adult. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, you know, what can I do? And then I was like, maybe you could do tours. You like working with tourists. That's another thing you like doing because the place that I grew up in St. Lucia is one of the tourist hubs. So as a child, I always used to interact with visitors and stuff and make friends with them, tell them about the island and stuff. So I was like, what if I do that? Then I'd be able to make a sustainable income while still having time for myself, controlling my workflow, my workload, mm-hmm. how often I work, what times I work, and also give my child the attention she needs. Mm-hmm. And give myself the attention I need to deal with my own personal stuff. Exactly. So yeah, so then I, I just decided to do it. I did the tours, then I was like, you know what? I keep going the same places over and over again. And I feel so limited. I don't know, just I'm like I want to help them plan their entire vacation. I don't just want to tell them, here's this building that was built in whatever, whatever. Right, right. Um, um, these paintings were painted by and just over and over again, the same thing. I want to help people plan their vacation. So one couple might want this type of vacation. Okay, let's figure out where would be best to stay for you, what activities mm-hmm. you want to do. Let's figure out like what your budget should be like, like how much money you should bring. So let's watch... What are the things you hoping to buy? What are the things you hoping to do? How much it will cost? What's the best type of currency to use? Where to get local currency? Um, how to get around based on the things you want to do? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking that seems so much more exciting and fulfilling to me right now in this point of my life. Right. So I will do that. And then it was a very difficult decision. I didn't get the amount of support mm-hmm. from my family that I thought I would. Mm-hmm. My mom is there, but I don't care. That's the truth. She knows it <laughs> because she still she still drops the idea of teaching in my head yeah. up to now, three uh-huh. years later. And because she's a teacher too. Okay. Yeah. So then there's that, and and um, I didn't find that I got the support that I sh- I wanted. Sometimes I felt like giving up because I was seeing that the visitors would want information, but they wouldn't want to pay for it. Yes. And then um, I was also thinking that <sighs> um, you find visitors complaining about what we locals give the services we give and how much we charge but then they're the same people who stay at the $1,000 a night US $1,000 US a night yeah. hotel that's foreign owned and the $3,000 a night foreign owned hotel but then they have difficulty with paying 100 US 
for somebody to stay eight hours with you to bring you someplace wait for you to do whatever you want and then bring you back home so then just that too i was wondering boy you think i could make a living if that you think people will want to pay for that they're already complaining about the services that we give and stuff like that but then i did some business coaching i got coaching okay. i joined b school by marie folio oh yes and then i also um after that i did make it work online with jenny she because i joined b school through her affiliate okay. program so then I got a taste of her and she was so helpful that I, I did her program as well. Mm -hmm. And I also follow Kate Croco as well, who is mm -hmm. also part of this school. And just being surrounded by these amazing women who, who have made working online work and enjoy what they do and have made money being of service, genuinely helping people from the bottom of their hearts and loving what they do and enjoying what they do. Um, it, it was really like eye-opening, it was encouraging, it was inspiring, and then I was able to figure out how to make it work. So business is much better coming slowly but surely, it's just that COVID kind of messed things up. Right, right. Travel has stopped. But then, yeah, and, and you know, I realized that, um, as I was saying, with the within an environment where you feel as if like, um, it's almost like uh, looking for daddy's approval, who's the hardest working, who's the this, who's the that. I now realize that I should have not let that affect me. You know, you always know what you need to know after the fact. Yes, yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean that I would trade what I'm doing now to go and teach. Yep. But now I know that your efforts are good enough. And you're somebody, what you, I know, my, I'm like, come on, Kiwa, you know yourself. You got the shaking award from the time you were a teenager. It's to show you that's the time when you should have been laxing and you didn't. You got most diligent, most persevering, most dedicated. Like, isn't that a sign that you, when you do something, you do it well? So then I'm like, what, why do you need to? Why, why did you let yourself fall victim to that circle of, oh, I need to prove my worth and prove that I'm doing my job and doing the best that I honestly can. And then yeah. feeling guilty when I go to enjoy myself, I go to a club or feeling guilty when I want to just relax, feeling guilty when I don't want to do any work and I just want a break. Right. You know? Yeah. It, and you bring up some some really good points, like how oftentimes in work, at least like in our culture as it is stated, mm -hmm. the way it is in the US as well, is you're, it's nearly like you prove how good your work is by how miserable you are. Yes. Instead of leading with how you've changed to aligning with something that makes you feel good about yourself and being right. able to teach these tourists about your country and mm. to bring it back to what do I need to do for me first? Because you can't pour from an empty cup, right? And the other thing that you said that really struck me is the whole comparison. There's a quote, I always forget who says it. I want to say it's Ford, I can't remember. But comparison is the thief of joy. And it's 100, I yeah. mean, I know I've experienced it where yeah. you can feel really good about yourself and then you look at someone else and then you feel like, oh, maybe I'm not doing enough. 
or I should do harder or right. maybe it's not good enough instead of just trusting that I got this under control. Yeah, and it, and it affects like every part of your, your humanness. Like mm-hmm. you compare yourself with work, you compare yourself with friends, you compare yourself with somebody's, somebody else's body compare your lack of car to somebody else's car, you compare your house to somebody else's house, and it's like, I'm telling you, I needed this break so much, because Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I would have ended up just giving up on life, miserable, Mm -hmm. or dead, because Mm -hmm. I realized that, I guess, based on my childhood experiences, that I had so many bad beliefs. You have to approve of yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to, you have a right to do things that you enjoy. You have a right to live how you please and take breaks when you need to. It's not somebody else to tell you you haven't done enough to take a break. Mm. It's not somebody else's job to tell. Somebody else doesn't have the authority to tell you when you need a break, to tell you how tired you are, and oh, you think you're tired, Fales for me. It's not mm. a competition. It's your body. It's your life. So I, I just, it was just a very necessary part of my life. Yeah. I'm kind of upset at myself that God didn't make me learn the lesson before. Maybe I wouldn't have taught or maybe I would have done it much like more. I don't want to say lackadaisical, but what? I don't want to be a lackadaisical teacher, but like more like with less stress. Like I think of it kind of like you're going through the seasons of your life. And sometimes yeah. the experiences that you have help shape you for something later and that you don't Mm -hmm. always know what you've been prepared for because of that experience. You know, now that you've gone through that teaching experience that was not pleasant with people that were not that nice to you, when you come across that later in life or something that even is like remotely similar, the way that you respond to that will be different. And then you can also show your daughter how you respond based on those experiences. Exactly. Totally. And I tell you, Anytime I go in a situation and I feel something like that coming up, even in tourism now, even if working in for myself, when you like try and like make connections and stuff with new people, and then I feel any sense of prove myself, prove myself, prove myself, I'm like, no. I'm like, no, friend. Like, not, like don't go down that hole. Mm-hmm. You're good enough. You don't have to prove yourself nothing. Look at this, look at that. Let's look at the facts. You've done this, you've done that. You promote your, your country like you're literally a part of the Ministry of Tourism. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know this, you know that, you've had this amount of experience, whatever. If you feel as if you're feeling inferior or you have to prove yourself so much to the person or you have to give so much of yourself in order to get a collaboration or in order to work with somebody or something, then it's like, don't. You'll figure it out on your own. And probably that person would more like working with you from a sense of being equal than with you feeling like you're under them and you have to prove yourself. Because you know, sometimes people can sense that. 
and it yeah. actually pushes them away more. They're like, "Ew, what's wrong with her? Should they have like should they like like?" There are some people that genuinely don't even like. You see, sometimes like probably somebody will like you, and then like the person will try so 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 hard, and you're like, "Relax," right. you know. Or yeah. somebody that's your friend that you like in life, and you see them like trying so hard to portray something that they're not, and they're scared of being vulnerable. They're scared of admitting when they have bad feelings. Mm-hmm. They're scared of showing any weaknesses. And you're like, dude, you'd be so much more enjoyable if you just be a human. Right. So I'm sure there are people that probably are like that, like we put, mm-hmm. like, just relax, like you're fine. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the person probably look at you much more highly than you think, and they could see you and your work. So... Yeah, it's just all of these little things I'm learning. Yeah. I'm learning so much. I'm learning a lot mm-hmm. now. So so having left is free. It's more difficult financially, but it's getting there. Mm-hmm. And also I have had to learn so much positive and life changing things by doing this shift. Mm-hmm. that I needed to learn and I'm not yet done learning and I probably will never stop learning and even in it still I still feel like whilst I'm in it I still feel like and what if this is not because I told myself what if this is not what I want to do in 10 years and I'm like you'll figure it out you'll, you'll get there when you get there yeah exactly you'll get there when you get there sometimes you don't really know the path that you're on and where it's going yeah yeah so that's that's my story and i feel like you've given us so much value but i always ask people to give us a piece of advice to take away i would say learn yourself trust yourself love yourself get help when you need help especially if you get if you feel depressed or going for a depression or you feel stuck or you feel you feel fearful or you feel angry for a certain reason or whatever, there's nothing wrong with getting help, especially professional help or even just help from somebody who loves you. Be vulnerable. I don't say give people your your credit card information and let them steal all your money. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Meaning funny. <laughs> like like not don't be scared to say how you feel in a compassionate way but like express your feelings your feelings are valid oh that's a lot of advice i'm giving (laughs) but yeah just just love you and i I hate when people say love you because it's like what's love you love you as i said listen to how you feel allow yourself to feel how you feel there's always a reason there's always a reason why you feel the way you feel Never, con- never let people make you feel as if your feelings are wrong because I'm pretty sure if they sat down and they really understood, they would understand why you feel the way you do. And you need to do that for yourself too. Be your best friend. Follow your heart. You could start little by little. I'm not saying everybody has to leave the job that's fitting them to, um, to like pursue their dreams and stuff. Mm-hmm right away but i'm saying like start doing things that you like you see when you feel like you need the break and you want to just go and watch netflix do that 
Mm -hmm. When you just go by the beach to that, you've been dieting and then you feel like you want to eat the cheesecake, eat the cheesecake. Two, two things that you like because that's how you start getting into the chain of putting yourself first. Like yes. these little steps. And the biggest thing you can do for yourself is to support yourself emotionally. Let yourself feel how you feel. Understand how you feel. That's how you know yourself. And, and when you know yourself, you start dodging situations that would make you feel bad. You start dodging people that, that, that hurt you. You start um, being able to stand up for yourself and demand the respect and, and the, um, yeah, demand the respect you deserve. And then you literally start creating a good life for yourself because you understand yourself, you know yourself, you love yourself, you realize fundamentally you're not a bad person, you just have needs as every human does. You have the way you want your life to be. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's almost like you start reconnecting with your divine self or with God, like the, the, the specific love that they say like God has for people. Yeah. Like you literally start feeling that and like connecting with it, like a string from your heart too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. <laughs> um, how can people find you? Okay, so um, on Instagram, I'm battling between changing the name of my business right now because it was Discover Solution Tours, because I started off doing tours, and then I'm like, you know, dream vacation, St. Lucia. So on Instagram, because it's a newer page, I'm your dream vacation underscore St. Lucia. So okay. people can go there and just learn a little more about me, see some of the stuff I do on my, in my daily life, and also get lots of inside advice on how to have an amazing time in St. Lucia if they come for vacation, mm -hmm. how to work with me as well if they need help with planning a great time in St. Lucia so mm -hmm. that they can enjoy the island, enjoy their time with their spouse, reconnect, rejuvenate and stuff. So it's your dream vacation and that's what St. Lucia on Instagram. On Facebook, it's still the same, Discover St. Lucia Tours and Vacation Planning Services. And my website is www.discoverstlucia.tours.com. So, yeah, but if you want a little piece of Kiwa in mm -hmm. the work, Instagram is the place. All right. All right. And I'll make sure that that's in the show notes so people yes. can find you. Kiwa, yes. thank you so much for being on today. Thank you, too, for having me. This conversation was very refreshing. It was nice going over everything, like just talking about it and seeing, like, how far I myself have come mm -hmm. in my life. And I hope I inspire somebody to follow their heart and um, to just enjoy life. You know, you only have one life. Mm -hmm. And all of us deserve the love that we, 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 we know we deserve. So enjoy your life and not to make anybody convince you that it should be a horrible experience because I promise you the universe did not intend for it to be. Um, you shouldn't put it upon yourself. We already have sickness that happens. We already have natural disasters that set people back. We know people have to die. We have to lose people. Bad things happen because there are bad people as well on earth. So like, don't put extra negativity 
on your experience and make your experience harder than you know yeah than the normal stuff that happens as a human you know mm-hmm. those like after all of these evil things that can happen why add more stress to your life and hate yourself and and sabotage yourself and you know like mm-hmm. don't do that to yourself let the let do that. that's not your responsibility <laughs> supposed to love yourself uh, thank you thank you very much what did you take away from Kiwa's story? Do you follow your heart? I'm Thea Charles, and I hope you gained insight from this story and that you'll share this podcast with a friend. If you'd like to learn more about the Pusher Pivot podcast, visit us on the web at pusherpivot.com or on Instagram at pusherpivot. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and join me next time on the Push or Pivot podcast.